You're listening to Masters of Digital Transformation, brought to you by AIM10X and hosted by Tony Saldana. Welcome to Masters of Digital Transformation. Sitting in for host Tony Saldana, I'm Stacey Emisberger, Vice President of Product Management at O9 Solutions. In each episode, we bring you industry stories with insights into some of the top challenges around digital transformation, especially in the planning sector. Today, we're celebrating International Women's Day with a special episode spotlighting three very interesting women from the MIT SCALE Network. For those of you not familiar, SCALE stands for Supply Chain and Logistics Excellence. O9 Solutions recently participated in the annual MIT SCALE Supply Chain Challenge with the MIT Center for Transportation and Logistics. Graduate supply chain management students from all over the world worked in randomly assigned teams competing as part of the 2022 Scale Connect Conference. For the Scale Supply Chain Challenge, students' names were drawn at random and they were grouped to draw upon their knowledge of programming, machine learning, and visual analytic tools to address real-world problem statements put forward by O9 Solutions and others. The winning team came up with two possible solutions to challenge facing StockX, an online clothing resale marketplace. I'm excited to welcome three of the women from the winning team today to hear about what brought them to supply chain industry and learn a bit about their vision for the future of the field. We'll then close out the conversation with their perspective on how they plan to pick up the baton from the women in the generation before them. Let's start by welcoming our first guest, Rachel Clark. Rachel is a current master's student in the MIT Supply Chain Management Program. Before that, she worked in supply chain and demand planning capacities in the consumer products industry. Rachel is an Advancing Women Through Education, or AWE, MIT fellow, and is particularly passionate about promoting STEM and supply chain initiatives among young women. Rachel also holds undergraduate degrees from Arizona State University, the Barrett Honors College, in both finance and supply chain management, with certificates in business data analytics and international business. Rachel, welcome to Masters of Digital Transformation. Thank you, Stacey. Our next guest is Mei-Ling Chen. Born and raised in Southern China, Mei-Ling has resided in Switzerland since 2013. With a hospitality background, Mei-Ling is a compassionate people person who thrives in multicultural environments. She is well-traveled with cross-functional knowledge of operations planning and procurement. Currently, Mei-Ling is pursuing her master's in supply chain at MIT with plans to join the pharmaceutical industry, where she looks forward to combining her passions for supply chain and for doing something for the greater good. Mei-Ling, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Our final guest is Nina Antilla. Nina is a customer-focused, end-to-end supply chain management professional with more than 25 years of global experience spanning planning, sourcing and logistics, processes, competencies, tools and systems, and continuous operations improvement. Nina currently serves as VP of Sourcing at Fiskers Group and is on study leave and participating in the MIT Scale Network to ensure she's up-to-date on the transformation occurring in today's consumer-driven world. Nina. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Stacey. Now that we know the panel, let's jump right into today's conversation by starting with a question. 
Why supply chain? Rachel, you have your bachelor in supply chain management and you're currently pursuing your master's at MIT. What first drew you to a career in supply chain? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for having me on. You know, when I first entered my undergrad, I started with a finance degree. You know, I've always loved numbers and I knew that it would give me a really good foundation for business. And it must have been my second or third year of undergrad. And I took this intro to supply chain management class thinking, what on earth is supply chain? (laughs) And I thought maybe it would give me an interesting prereq to get out of the way. But I remember my first class with a professor named Eddie Davila at Arizona State. And I can remember the very first class, he was holding up a water bottle. Um, And for this large lecture hall, he started explaining in detail the steps that it took for this water bottle to be in his hands. And I remember him talking about planning and forecasting to relationships with suppliers, to production and technology and designing a network and um, the impact of data and analysis and how all these tied together to the larger strategy of a firm. And I don't think I've ever been so fascinated with a water bottle in my life, but I soon realized that, you know, supply chain's actually way cooler than it sounds. So I kept the finance degree and I loved it. Um, And I added supply chain and really never looked back. Since working in supply chain and especially since attending the program at MIT, I've really loved the intersections of supply chain, technology, and innovation. And especially since COVID, of course, it's really proved to me how pervasive supply chain is in so many facets of business and society at large. Very insightful. We're going to switch it up a little bit because, Bailing, you actually went through a pivot. So you started off in hospitality. What made you pivot to supply chain? Let me tell you a story first. I think I share some similar stories with Rachel in switching the industry. So back then, I think it's in the second or third year of my undergrad, I happened to watch a documentary series called America Review, um, which showcases all the behind the scenes of how the American manufacturing, transportation, and power supply comes into place. And that totally opened up my horizon towards how products come into place. Since then, I was strongly attracted to all the things that connect the dots behind the scene. And then I went up to visiting um, the largest flower uh, stock market in Netherlands and seeing all those mini wagons crisscrossing on the shop floor. And that just confirmed again my passion for this industry. Since then, I took another internship in Miami in a procurement position in hotel interior uh, design company. And after that six-month internship, I'm just telling myself, that's the right way to go. And we're glad you made that decision. Yes. Welcome to Supply Chain. Why did you choose the field, Nina? And what strategies do you use to ensure you remain at the leading edge of where supply chain is transforming? Thank you, Stacey. I got interested in supply chain management uh, already over 25 years ago. So I, I was an early bird. I remember choosing something called logistics because the term supply chain management didn't exist when I did my master's in economics, like Rachel. My major was operations and logistics management at that time. I guess it was love at first sight. I, I chose it then and I never looked back. So I've been keeping on that journey ever since. And uh, how do I keep track on what this, uh, the newest terms and uh, innovations in the field is that I do read a lot. I attend to webinars whenever possible. Before COVID, I went to different uh, conferences. I connect with my peers. 
So I really try to kind of uh, keep my finger on the pulse, what is happening and what should we be doing at my company uh, where I work for and how can I influence that the journey we take is going to stay on the pace of the external world. So I honestly feel that learning and continuous learning is, is close to everybody's journey in this field. So a curious mind and the continuous learning attitude brings you forward definitely on a daily basis. But now I just figured out that uh, the jump is quite high when I look at how fast the world is changing and with an even faster speed after COVID or during COVID. So it was time to really get an overflow of all kinds of new tools and processes and systems and analytics and how you actually can solve the issues on hand and more optimized way and faster and effectively. So that's why I think the time investment now for the study was well-deserved and needed. You kind of led into my next question to all three of you. All of this is about how do you stay on the edge of transformation? So what do you each see as some of the biggest next challenges for the future of supply chain? Rachel, do you want to kick us off? One thing that comes to mind that I think is consistent with supply chains currently and of the future is, you know, the notion of supply chain resilience. And that may sound a little cliche. That word is thrown around a lot right now with COVID-19, of course. But I do think that how supply chains are designed to respond to disruptions and market changes will really be essential. The expectations for supply chains are really to enable an increasing amount of flexibility, whether that's from customers around SKU complexity or delivery or accessibility or different sales channels of products or services. And so I think this is really hard to do when our supply chains are global and optimized and already have many multiple distribution channels and all with very different needs and considerations. And so reacting to disruptions, whether that's in market demands or disasters and being agile, all while combining you know, extensive amounts of new data in ways that are helpful or insightful, and I think will really help in creating a supply chain that's ready to respond quickly to changes. And that's something that I've, I've gleaned recently, especially um, through my time at MIT and in industry. That's wonderful. Mayling, do you want to take the same question? Yeah, I think Rachel brings up a very important challenge for the next years to come. And that is the stepping stone towards another challenge that I see in the near future, which is around sustainability and circular economy. Only when the supply chain has its foundation in reacting to emergencies, disasters, and all the other unpredictable events, that enables the global economy to then think one step ahead in closing the loop and thinking, how do we manage to bring back the raw material and products that we use back to the manufacturing loop, meaning reuse, recycle, and return. And that is one of the heated topics these days uh, at MIT, among one, some of the courses that we are taking, calling reverse logistics. That's one of the biggest challenges that we foresee in the near future of supply chain. Nina, I'm going to let you take the same question on from your own perspective. I couldn't agree more with the resilience as well as the sustainability, but when I look back, uh, so supply chain management is always about managing three flows, namely cash flow, material flow, and then uh, data flow. Obviously, we are transporting goods, we are manufacturing goods still, and as we have been doing before, we need to manage it efficiently to kind of like manage more margins, but the data has not been so much in the focus in the early days. 
there has been a lot of focus on investments into systems like enterprise resource planning systems or product data management systems, but these to me, they've been like foundations for setting the scene for the, for the future that we are now starting to experience more. And what is cool about it, so we have these systems now in place to help us to become more resilient and also take the sustainability into account using these investments that have been made to create data. So now all the different new tools are coming into place, how to then utilize the data. Uh, there is no restrictions anymore, actually, the computing power of the storage of the data. But it's now more like, how do we get the insights from this now out and to drive our operations better and more efficient, more sustainable, more resilient and all that. So kind of there's a shifting of gears on the market, I feel at least at the moment, which is like bringing us to the next level now from where we were before. Still doing the same flows, so the cash flows, the material flow and data flow, but now more emphasis on the on the latter one. Yeah, absolutely. Harnessing the power of that and potential of that data is certainly part of the next horizon. Now I want to shift it away from the industry and put the focus on you all, personal ambition, what you're hoping to achieve with your career. So let's look out 20 to 30 years. And, and when you look back, what do you want to know that you've accomplished? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> you know, reflecting on that, I think in the most simple way, you know, from a professional standpoint, I want to be a leader in the supply chain industry and look back knowing that, you know, I've stayed curious, I've solved hard problems, simply put, and that I've brought others along with me in doing that. And Nina, I loved what you said earlier about, you know, maintaining that uh, sense of curiosity. I think one experience in particular that stands out to me where I realized that I don't have to wait until I reach X position in the future to really accomplish these things is I was helping at something called the STEM Center of Dallas, um, teaching a coding curriculum to little girls. And there was, they were like five or six years old, which kind of amazed me that they could do coding. And there was one girl in particular, she must have been five years old. She was coding and building a robot. And she was coding in this computer program for what felt like an hour. And she pressed the green button to say, go for her robot and nothing happened. And instead of getting frustrated, like little girls have every right to do, um, she she sat there and recoded the whole thing, pressed play, it worked. And then when she was done, she went over to her other five or six-year-old friends and helped them code. And to me, for whatever reason, that moment just really stood out to me. Um, knowing that, you know, to solve hard problems, to stay curious, to have tenacity and to bring others along with you isn't something that has to wait till a certain point in your career. And so kind of in that moment, I realized that that's what I want to look back at my career and feel. And I think that there's been a lot of women in supply chain in particular that have come before me um, and have shown me this, but um, that's kind of what I would like to look back and, and accomplish. Nailing, do you want to take a shot at this as well? I was especially intrigued by that point of sense of curiosity. I think that's an important piece for both personal and professional life that keeps you always on the forefront of all the knowledge and technology happening around us in the world. And so to echo on that, I'm thinking about raising the awareness of the population of supply chain management, hopefully through 
a bit of my efforts throughout the next course of my career. Not necessarily in the hard knowledge, but just the kind of awareness that people realize that supply chain as actually is as a key function as the other functions in the corporate, such as finance, such as uh, legal, such as business development. That's also only getting more and more important piece for a company for the future. So I hope one day when people talk about supply chain, they at least know what is supply chain about. Nina, do you want to take a shot at looking back? Yeah, right. Looking back, I think uh, supply chain management focus has been already shifting now, being first within one company only, kind of like making sure that we connect the dots inside the four walls. It's already been uh, extended to outside of the four walls with connecting uh, suppliers and logistics service providers and other key stakeholders, sometimes even customers, to the company internal supply chain world to optimize that as a whole. And uh, I do not know yet, you know, how far can that go and at what point this shared data or visibility actually is a commodity that everybody will connect to and optimize then that from their own angle in the most effective and sustainable way. But whatever we do, I think the key thing what I would like to look back is that how well have I been able to help teams and organizations on this transition journey because it's, it's, it's a continuous kind of a transformation from where we are today to where we are tomorrow. And this is not going to stop. Maybe it's only going faster and faster. So as long as we can cope with that and be able to connect teams and companies and supply chains together and then uh, see a better future, like I said, in a more sustainable and optimized way in multiple angles, then I think I would be really happy. Along these lines, I'd like to ask you a similar question, Stacy. What would you say to women who want to take their career to the next level in supply chain? Uh, I think actually the three of you embody what I would have said, quite frankly. And I think your discussion points are directly on target and couldn't be better uh, symbols of what International Women's Day should celebrate. I think the the world has finally begun to embrace the importance and the misnomer uh, of the image of supply chains as these sort of efficient linear things. The reason so many people are drawn to it is they are complex, ever-changing networks that can interconnect in new and different ways. And yes, data is the feed that can allow that to come together in incredibly new and innovative ways if we allow ourselves to break boundaries. And I think if I look back myself, you know, 25 years ago, how functionally siloed we were in our thinking, we'd sought efficiencies at each step. And my advice to anybody who is trying to really do some breakthrough things is to, as much as you possibly can, expose yourself to how all these different functions and partners interoperate and can interoperate and break those boundaries. As you all have brought up, you know, data and compute are no longer things that hold us back. It is our limits, our imagination, and the more exposure you have to different thinking, different perspectives, the more that you can do that next level. Uh, Things that are happening today uh, to answer some really tough questions we face, sustainability is certainly one of them that you brought up. Those challenges require new and, and fertile thinking 
but they also can draw on some very, very different perspectives and insights. And even how all of you came to supply chain are part of how those insights come. Feel your vision for the art of the possible instead of sort of chasing incremental efficiency, that leapfrog um, by drawing on different things. That's great advice. Thank you so much. My pleasure. What I'd like to do is wrap up in honor of what we've done today. And again, International Women's Day. And as we look to close it out, I'd like to take a moment for each of you to give last thoughts and think about what what you'd like to say to prior trailblazers. What would you like to say to the women that came before as an indicative of what could happen next? Rachel? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. Thank you. Something that comes to mind with this question is, I can remember in high school, I enrolled in an engineering course my freshman year. And I remember that very first day being a terrified freshman in high school, walking into this class, and then feeling like I walked into a boys PE course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember feeling kind of discouraged until, you know, moments later, then the teacher walked in. And for the first time, she shared her experience as a successful and professional engineer. And so, you know, while I didn't end up going the traditional engineering route per se, that's one example of how, you know, I felt so inspired and validated knowing that I could go into a technical career path if I wanted to. And so she's just you know, one of many amazing women who have been an example of what can be done um, in supply chain and in other career paths as well. So to those women in supply chain who have really paved the way before me, who have you know been the only woman in boardrooms at times potentially, um, I just would would like to say thank you to those women. Women like these are a part of an organization that uh, I love, which is called the Awesome Organization, uh, which is essentially women in leadership in supply chain. Um, so I've been th- fortunate to be a part of that in a student capacity, them and many other women I really greatly admire for making waves in supply chain leadership. Mayling, would you like to take the same question? So actually, I share some similar uh, notes with Rachel. Imagine that um, you started off the supply chain function decades ago without actually people knowing the importance of it and you kind of build it from scratch and then you're trying to maneuver this path Uh, from nowhere. That's when I come to realize how brave and how encouraging all those trailblazers in front of us have done so much that brought us where we are today. So I'm very honored and feel blessed to become part of this community and especially in the women in supply chain to keep rolling that ball and bring it up to a size that the future generation will keep being inspired. Nina, any thoughts on the topic? Sure. I guess it's all, always about being ready to take the challenges and not being afraid of solving complex problems. There will be many times these uh, journeys ahead. There has been this and there will be this, but where the solutions don't necessarily exist or they have not existed before and we need to invent them from scratch. The journey continues, but I think as... As long as we all, I mean, the existing and the newcomers, love what we do and do what we love, nothing can go wrong in this field either. That's right. So with that, I'd like to thank each of you. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thank you so much. It was really an honor to be a part of this. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Mayling, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you, Stacey, for the opportunity and also getting to know you as a leader in women supply chain. Thank you. And Nina, thank you for joining us as well for Masters of Digital Transformation. It's a pleasure of being part of this crew and many others outside of this call. And thank you for all our listeners out there for joining us for this special International Women's Day edition of Masters of Digital Transformation. To get more information about new episodes of Masters of Digital Transformation, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or searching Masters of Digital Transformation where your podcasts are found. The best way you can support the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify is to leave a rating or a review in that specific app. If you found today's episode insightful, you could even consider sharing this podcast with a colleague. And you can also follow AIM10X on LinkedIn to learn more about exciting events happening within the AIM10X Innovators Network. Until next time, as Tony always reminds us, in today's world, don't just transform planning, reinvent it. Thank you for listening to Masters of Digital Transformation. For more information, be sure to check out www.09solutions.com slash aim10x.